Hey fam, in 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle through education. Now, during my trip, I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. Sandrine's family had faced struggles, but their grit and their spirit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical care. Now, I want to invite you to join me on this journey, this incredible, transformative, redemptive journey. For just $39 a month, you too can give the gift of education. All you got to do is visit africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students awaiting sponsorship. Thanks. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey, hey, I am so excited to hop into another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. It's me. Hey, Tony. And this episode is special for so many reasons. Number one, because of who the guest is. It's my cutie husband, Sam Collier. And I did not have him on the show only because he is my husband, but because he has radically changed my life. There's even a moment in the show where I get so teary-eyed that I can't even get words out thinking about him being a part of my redemption story. I say this all the time. Sam is the man who taught me how to live a greater story. And so I didn't want to just keep that for myself. I wanted to share it with you all, listeners that are tuning in. We talked about so many things, but one of the hard questions that we asked was, what do we do when the mountains in our lives, the anxiety the depression, the things that really cause us pain don't move. What do we do when the mountains just won't move? Um, I bet you would be super interested in hearing what Sam thinks is the trademark of every Christian believer. That gets real juicy. It's kind of crazy. And at the end of the podcast, he gives us two tips for connecting our stories to God's stories. Um, Because the truth is, we all want a greater story. We want hope, we want happiness, we want joy and resilience, and Sam is going to quite literally coach us through how to do that on this episode. Remember this, as you're listening, if at any point at all during this episode, you're like, woo, Sam has snatched my edges, or he has made you feel empowered and full of hope and grit, don't keep that to yourself. Make sure you share it with a friend, just grab that link, text it pop it on a DM, whatever you think, but share what we're doing here at the Still Coloring Podcast so that other people can find hope and grit even in the midst of their brokenness. Let's dive in, y'all. Well, I am so excited for another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. That's me. Um, I I'm smiling from ear to ear and I almost need to calm down because today's guest is my amazing, brilliant, sweet 
husband, Sam Collier. And I am excited about this episode for a few reasons. I'm excited because I've got to be on the front row of Sam's story and how he has navigated through some really hard seasons. And he's been one of the most resilient people that I've ever met in my life. When I was thinking about naming this podcast episode, I thought about this this one sentence is, Sam is the man who taught me how to live a greater story. And I'm so excited because I think today as you're listening, you'll get to be a part of that. You'll get the gift that is Sam Collier. And I am confident that he will help you live a greater story no matter where you are. Sam, how are you doing? I'm just trying to figure out why I'm not in HD. <laughs> and I am. Crushing Your camera it. is in HD. Well, thank you. At- and I want to say to all the people <laughs> listening, okay, that you know, the, so last night, uh huh, okay, tell all our business. Tony Collier, I can't. It's like I just don't know if I'll be able to do a podcast, <laughs> and I just don't know if it, will I be any good. Oh my god! I'm like, what are we talking about? And here she is, episode. What, which episode is this? This is, this is the third. Ep- this is the third episode. This is with three episodes <laughs> in, and she's like, "Welcome to <laughs> still coloring." And there's a few things that I want the guests to know okay. about how we block. Come, um, on. come on! So Thank I'm you. excited to be here. Thank you for the- for putting all my business out there. I really appreciate are you it. still worried about it, or, or do you I- feel like oh. you're not? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if I'm a natural, but I do feel very comfortable with you. Thank you very much. You're a natural. <laughs> Thank you, babe. I really appreciate all your support. Um, okay. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Can you just, can we start there? You know, just tell always them. always <laughs> an interesting question. Okay. It's hard. It's become easier to describe um, after transitioning into the pastoral role. Come on. So that's easier because I can just say, well, I'm the lead pastor of Story Church. But now I kind of feel like a lot of my visions, God's visions are kind of coming together with the creation of a greater story ministries, which, Come on. you know, founded, we found it back in, um, oh, like four years ago. I yeah. founded a greater story ministries. And the vision was that it would be a podcast and television hub, and then it would have a church called Story Church underneath it. And then we would do the tours and obviously have the publishing arm, which A Greater Story was the book that came out through Baker. We got yeah. another one coming. Come on. Um, so it's 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 easier now, I think, to describe it because before, as you know, and may, you know, maybe I don't know if you would describe your journey as this, but we, you know, just jumping around, like, right, yeah. like so many gifts and talents by the grace of God and being able to be a part of a lot of different ministries around the world and from consulting to all of diversity and all of that. So now I feel like it's, you know, I'm a little bit more, I'm I'm an easier bio. Mm, You're an easier bio. So yes, many people that are listening right now have heard me just talk about a greater story ministries and story church. You are on this pastoral journey. Um, And it's interesting because you are a master podcaster. Your podcast has interviewed so many just incredible people, leaders from all over literally the world. But there's a line that you say in the podcast that I just want to hone in on really quickly. 
And it is when your story connects to God's story, it leads to a greater story. And I I think that it would be great for our listeners to know exactly what that means. What does it mean to connect your story to God's story? What would you say? Well, I mean, the title Master Podcaster, <laughs> I know I got to get back on topic. You but do you're, have to get listen, back on topic. You're, you're coming up the mountain, right? Come on. You're like, I don't know if, if we've heard from any of the guests. I, I don't want to give any spoilers don't away. Don't spoil right? it. I'm not gonna give any spoilers away, but you're coming up this hill. I just want to tell every person out there <laughs> listening to this, just from one podcaster to another, tell your friends no. about the Still Coloring podcast. Share it, tweet about it, Facebook about it, leave a rating. All of these things help. Don't take anything for granted. Let's blow this up. It's already up. <laughs> it's-, it's already up. Shout out to Jamie Ivey. I, I got to get back on topic. You do have so, to get back on topic. Um, a greater story. Yeah. Um, you know that a greater story was birthed out of yeah. Uh, adversity. Yeah. Which is like most of the things in you and my life. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just like, who? How did y'all figure that out? Who? It we was, all, we almost died. Okay, right, it horrible. was it was difficult, right? We talk. About, I love the idea of still coloring because, yeah. as many people know, right? You're you have decided to still color. Yeah. You know, you decided that no matter what my story is, yeah. um, I get to rewrite it, and no matter what my history has been. God can still use me and, 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 I'm, and, and will. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, uh, we talk about the idea of a greater story. It's interesting that in the early parts of our marriage, or even just in the introduction, yeah. that was kind of the connection point for you and I, yeah. you were in the process of knowing that there was more for you. Yeah. And you're like, look, there's a greater story. The story that has been written so far. Yeah. Um, is not the end of the story. Mm. This is just a chapter, obviously. And then, you know, chapter five and six, I'm still coloring. But the the space between mm. where you started and where you are now yeah. was you connecting to that greater story. And for me, it was the same thing. It was, I was in a season in my life um, uh, in which things were difficult yeah. And it was looking one way and we could go down so many different journeys to talk about the birthing of a greater story. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it was connected to my the reconnection of my family, yeah. Um, yeah. my twin sister, myself with our biological family on the Steve Harvey show. Um, we reunite after being written off and defying all statistics from birth. You know, I was born in extreme poverty and then God set it up. To where I'd be adopted and me and me and Sarah obviously adopted and raised in this Christian home um, and just really defying the odds based yeah. on where we came from. And really, I guess in that moment of that, the reunification of my family from, you know, just me and Sarah to the other three siblings to my biological mom later talking to my biological mm. father who passed away. It was like the realization for me yeah. that God can rewrite the story mm. and that when you connect 
your story to his, it truly does. In every situation, we can say that with confidence now, that in every situation, when someone connects their story to God's story, another way to say that is when they surrender their life to Jesus and decide we're going to follow in his footsteps, things change. Yeah, and yeah. that's a guarantee, right? That's not. We're not rolling the dice. We know that when <laughs> we connect good. our story to God's, it's there's something greater on the other side. Ooh. Hey, fam, it's Tony. Listen, I wanted to take a moment to share a very special connection that God created in my life several years ago. In 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa, to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle by equipping its young people with education. Now, you know, I love a good story where people are empowered to overcome their obstacles and their brokenness. Now, my trip that summer was a bit overwhelming, but honestly, it was in the best way. I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. They face struggles the same as you and me, but their grit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical needs and other care. My connection with Sandrine and to Rwanda has grown over the years as I've watched Sandrine grow too. Now today, you can transform a student's life in Rwanda through educational sponsorship. Listen, for just $39 a month, you can give the gift of education, the gift of a future, the gift of hope to a young person who has just been waiting for someone to lean in. If you're ready to make that difference, if you're ready to lean in, Go to africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students who are waiting for sponsorship. Listen to me. It will change their life, but it'll change yours too. Thank you. Okay, I, I want to go deep because we we just, we go a little deep. We get a little gritty, okay? We're still coloring show. out we here. We're still coloring, baby. Um, but, I mean, Sam, there's two things that you said that I want to dive into. I, I do want to talk about the season that I was in when I met you and how... I mean, my redemption story, really the pinnacle of it starts with you and, um, and we'll go down that road, but I want to go into your story. This is pretty wild what you've been through. I I don't want to pass this up. Okay. And I want the listeners to understand you and your twin sister, you're giving up for adoption. You are coming out of a really, really hard situation, poverty and drugs and so many things. Um, And then you get adopted and you're living your best life, you know? You're you're with your twin sister by the grace of God. You've got these incredible, incredible God-fearing parents. And there's a moment in your life where there's now the opportunity to meet your biological family. And on a, a national television show, Steve Harvey Show, just want to put that out there. And there's a, a point when you unpack your story and you talk about this moment you had after the show and I just I would love for you to unpack that I I think that defines what you're saying about connecting to God's story you in the airport wrestling with God can you talk a little bit about that Mm. yeah um 
yeah, I often talk about the the tension mm. of wrestling with why things happen the way they happen. It, you know, me, I, I've got a friend who's an atheist and you know this, mm. um, and her often struggle with God over the last, I don't know, 11 years since I've known her has been in, in the tension of waiting on Jesus to come and correct the world. Ultimately, mm. her thing is, well, why doesn't he just do it now? Right? Mm. Like if he was a good God, then why wouldn't he just solve all the suffering now? Yeah. Uh, why, why do we have to wait mm -hmm. until he comes? And like, why would he leave us in this state? It's her yeah. tension. And the reality is, you know, and I'm circling back to the, to this airport moment. The reality is nobody knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's no theologian out there from, a, from anyone with the doctor to your greatest scholar over the last you know, thousands and thousands of years of people studying the scriptures that can tell you why God has decided to do mm. um, what he's going to do and why he structured our life to be in this way. Yeah. But the, the hope that we find is in knowing that even though we may not understand everything he does the way he does it, we can trust yeah. that he's yeah. good because he's proven it over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's where faith comes in. Yeah. Um, and so the faith thing, I guess you could say, um, was difficult um, or has been difficult for my for, for my uh, my atheist friend. But it was the same wrestling that I had in the airport kind of going, man, God, you rescued me and my sister, but you left my other three siblings in. Yeah. poverty, you know, what is going on? And then later we're able to see kind of this interruption in our bloodline um, of mm -hmm. me and Sarah kind of being taken out to, to, to redirect mm -hmm. what's happening in the story. And it ultimately led to this reunification, the divide uh, of all these statistics. I'm on the show with you today, telling yeah. the story that God can do something different and so you're able to understand why he took me out, yep. but you can't fully answer why he left my siblings in. But you do know and we do know that it was for a reason and ultimately a part of his purpose. And yeah. we could go down the road of, you know, he prepared it for them to learn certain things. He's it's connected to other things. We could go down that road of the why and the why and the why and the why and the yeah. why. Um, but at the end of the day, even in our misunderstanding or lack of clarity, yeah. we can trust that he's good and that he has a plan. And that plan is ultimately going to work out for not just my good or my siblings good, yeah. but for the good of humanity. And that is the Christian life. You know, mm. it's choosing to believe in that. Yeah, I, I love that, Sam. You know, I get to sit on the front row of our church and hear you preach a whole bunch. And before that, I got to travel with you on the road. And you may not know this, but there's, um, oh, I, I got a little teary-eyed just thinking about this, but there's two um, statements that you have said over the years of us being married that I have held on to very tight. Woo, I'm fine. I'm crying on well, the show. It's an emotional I'm trying season. trying to get my life together. It's an emotional season. Woo. Little Sammy is on the way right now. <laughs> Pregnant guys, recording this, it's, it's crazy. 
We um, cry together now all the time. <laughs> we do cry together. Come on, little Sammy. <laughs> okay. There's two two things that you said um, that I, I just really know that the, the listeners would appreciate. And the first one is that God never promised us a life of perfection. Yeah. But he did promise that he would be with us in the imperfection. Yeah. And that guides me. It, it really does. It guides me through all the imperfections of my story, all the brokenness of my story. And wow. knowing that, you know, it, th- what we're wrestling with, what I hear you saying is that we're wrestling with this idea of, you know, God, why do you let like bad things happen to good people? Like why, if you're so perfect, why wouldn't you make my life so perfect? But I love this truth that you put out into the world. God did not promise us perfection. He promised that he would be with us in the imperfection. Can you talk about the moments that you realize that and how you live by that? Because I see you and you really do live by it. When something bad happens, I'm like, why aren't you crying? What's going on? And you're like, and you just have this resilience about you. How How did you get there? Wow, you know, it's that's a very deep question and you know, as you know, because you're getting your master's in a few weeks, <laughs> by the time this comes out, you'll probably have it. Mm. Um, and as you know, I'm getting mine right now, right? And this, I, I had a little bit of, I had a few things happen that that short, that you know, elongated my journey. <laughs> Why are you doing this? We are crazy, y'all. You know what I mean? It was like, whoo! I can't really focus on it like I want to because there are a few things I got to navigate. Like in this I don't season. know, planning a whole church while you're going to get your master's. It's right, crazy. and did some and did some other things that you know about the world knows about. But it, it's it. So anyway, okay. In I think one our our journey, your yeah. journey, our theological development. Yeah, we 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 start to understand. And we have understood that everything, what we believe about God shapes how we live. Mm. How we view God determines how we view ourselves and ultimately how we respond to the life that we live. And the interesting thing about the the scriptures is, and you you know this because I see you up late writing your, your essays and, you know, all of the things that you, you know, you, she's like, how can I write? It's like 500 pages later. Well, I think I need to cut back, right? That's you, which is why I'm so excited about the new book coming and all that that you have. Um, but in our study of scripture, we see just in the Old Testament, we get to the New Testament and we mm. kind of see the inner workings of God that he really allowed the Old Testament to yeah. be what it was to prove a point. Mm. And you're like, well, wait, why did Israel have to go up and down and again, it's back to the the dilemma that my atheist friend is asking. Why doesn't God do all of it at once? Why is he doing this? Mm. But in hindsight, right, they say hindsight's 2020. When we look through the text, we're like, oh, God took Israel through this to mm. prove that we were in need of a savior. We couldn't do it alone. But we watch him journey from the Garden of Eden to the fall of man. Mm. We we see sin. Um, operating in the earth. We see it pervert humanity and all of these things. We zoom in on Israel and all this stuff happens. We get to the New Testament. Jesus comes on the scene and now we've got Christmas, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) and we get to, and Christmas is a beautiful celebration because we're like, oh my gosh, the the birth of a savior for unto us, a child is born, you know, a, a son is given. And we're like, oh, my God, just this beautiful moment where we go, God cared about us so much to take our place. But it wouldn't matter without the Old Testament. Mm. And so 
we start to understand and realize that God does what he does for a reason. He's writing a story. Mm-hmm. But the biggest re- the biggest thing for me that that I think anchors me in my faith and in my journey every single day is that the enemy is real. Mm-hmm. And when we start to understand, when I started to understand that you know, you know I had this organization at one time called No Losing. Yep. And the idea of it was, you know, if life is a game um, and that means that we can win or lose the enemy, there's an opponent playing against us. Mm. If we can lose, then we can win. Mm. We, we, we start to journey into John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life, have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I said it backwards, but you understand the idea of this. And so for me every day, yeah, the motivation yeah. is this mm. win or else. <laughs> Win yeah. or else. Like, I refuse to let the enemy no, win. Good. Yeah. And yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. Right. We all got stuff. Right. He's he, he's he's won a few battles in all of our lives. <laughs> he's <laughs> taking us out a few times. It's like, okay. you know, but there is an enemy at work. We can't fully we can't fully explain why we exist mm. in the now and why God still allows for this battle to go on. And ultimately, yeah. we know. He will win in the end and he yep. wins every day. And but but for me, that doesn't matter. What matters yeah. to me is right now I play a part in this story. Yeah. And I'm going to allow for the kingdom to rise mm. in a way like never before. So it doesn't matter how many obstacles come, come on. my way or our family's way. We're pushing through. We're pushing through. OK, this is this brings me to the second quote. I, I said there were two quotes that I live by with you and. First of all, I just want to acknowledge, like, while we are married and I'm like your biggest cheerleader, this is literally how you live your life. Like, you actually are like, we have fallen, but we will not fall to the point of giving up. We're going to keep running. We're going to keep going on this path. It is just in your DNA and it's just kind of crazy, but it's so encouraging to me and I'm sure to the person listening right now who's saying, well, I just keep losing. Like uh, I am losing. I am in a valley and anxiety has taken me out. Depression's taken me out. This breakup has taken me out. This job and these finances and COVID and all the things. I am in a valley right now. The second thing that you say (laughs) that really gets me that I want you to unpack is that God will either give you the strength to climb the mountain or he'll move it. And I, I want you to talk about that because it it so beautifully describes the character of God and how he chooses to help us and allow us to navigate through these valley moments. What does that mean? What does that make God? It's, that's an interesting question. And the reason I think it's so interesting is because I think you and I and a lot there are a lot, a lot of others out there that will understand this, but I think mm-hmm. unique to you you and my story. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I feel like we were both birthed mm-hmm. in a theological camp that was all he's going to move the mountains. Mm, that's good. You know, it was like, it was who we were. It was, it was all that was preached every Sunday. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we, this is a horrible example, <laughs> but you know, the song never would have made it right. That, <laughs> Never would have made it without you, right? That yep. that shape, we came from the all black community. Yep. And this is not every black church in America, but we come from a camp that yeah. is, God can do anything. Yeah. 
who cares what the obstacles are? He can move it. And that was going really well for us until mm. the a mountain didn't move one day. <laughs> uh oh. And then we was mad. <laughs> and then we were like, wait. Can he That's good. And, and and instead of embracing the complex, um, uh, the complex theological framework that says um he moves most of the mountains. <laughs> Yes. Right. We threw everything out. We did. Well, he can't move the mountain at all because he mm. didn't move this one mountain. Wow. And and so because of that, there's been, you know, a, a, a massive theological camp that has been birthed that says he doesn't move mountains at all because he doesn't move all. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And mm. I had a friend that told me, and I think you, you have friends like this as well. Who said, you know, Sam, if you're going to be great, you're going to have to be able to accept a complex view of the world. It's yep. not simple. It's complex. And it's the same thing with theology. It's not one size fits all. This is what happens all the time. Yeah, it is complex. And the reality is that God moves most of our mountains. That's good. But he does not move all of them. Mm. But there's purpose in all of it. And that's a very deep way to think. But that is yeah. the reality of theology. And so I think that there's probably a lot of listeners out there that fall into the camp that says, well, because he doesn't move all of them, he yeah. doesn't move any of them. Yeah. But I want to come on the other side and say, but, but, but he does move yeah. many of them. And we, and we have to lean into that. I actually preached a message yesterday um, in terms of when we're doing this episode, it's a Monday, but yesterday was a Sunday. Um, and it was about the fact that, because of Jesus's resurrection, the name of the series yeah. is Resurrection Power. Because of his resurrection, it gives us the ability to be restored. Mm. And I paraphrased it and went to the, uh, the the east side version of, you know, I'm from the east side of it. Uh-oh, come on. It gives us the ability to bounce back. That So it doesn't matter how yes. crazy our situation is. We can bounce we can back. Access, we can bounce back. See, you you. <laughs> <laughs> we can bounce back. If there's one thing that you get from this episode, here's what I want you to know. Okay. You can bounce back. All right. You can bounce. It don't matter back. what you've been through. Cause you can bounce, you can back. bounce back. Come on. But the, a part of this bounce back process is God removing barriers That's and good. moving mountains because yeah. we find ourselves in dark situations in need yeah. of yeah. him moving the mountain that's and good. and because because he can but but one of the things i was saying in that is that many times many of us will miss out on the opportunity to see him move the mountain because we don't think that he can mm. or that he does and so i want to speak to so many individuals out there that fall in the theological camp that of well he didn't move this mountain so and now you've given up mm on the idea of the way maker yeah that he can he can make a way but he won't make a way if you one don't yeah. believe that he can yeah. and then two, give him the ability to do it your original question was yeah when did you come into the idea that he can well i came into it when he when he did it mm. i've seen him so many times move mountains when That's i needed so it the good. most that's so good, Sam. And you know, the, the other part of that too that that I get to see up close and personal with you is that you're not afraid to get gritty. One of the things that we have tried to make sure on the podcast is that we kind of ride this tension of no matter what your story of brokenness is, we, we want you to be hope-filled, but we also yeah. want you to build grit. Yeah. 
And the other side of that quote that I, that I love and how you unpack it is sometimes God will move the mountains and other times he'll give you the strength to climb it. And the truth is mm. sometimes we don't want to climb it. We don't want to face the reality that we've got to build grit over time. You have this message that you preach. I'm like, I feel like I'm such a fangirl right now. I've like, I know all your messages. Well, it's only because <laughs> you have a great memory. Is that what, what it I is? Think. I love you. It is the, it's um, like, oh, you said this. But I just thought about this other message where you talk about resilience, where you, you talk about this idea of endurance and building essentially grit. And I think that we've lost that in our pain we don't want to feel pain we don't want to endure we do just want God to move the mountain can you talk a little bit about and maybe just encourage somebody today who's felt like man I just can't do, I, I can't do it I just I can't heal this is just too hard maybe God's not moving the mountain because maybe he's trying to give them the strength to to actually climb it can you talk a yeah. little bit about that yeah, I'm going to use, uh, let's just use the word grit. Yeah, Like it, it is, and I'm, this is a big statement. I've never said this, but because we're probably on here is my brain is going here. Yeah. Is it is, if you don't have grit, I would say as a Christian, mm. um, that you are not fully living out your Christianity mm. because it is, it is a trait of the believer mm. to be to have grit and to have endurance. And I'm going to prove it. Every apostle had grit. Yeah. Right. We don't like to talk about this, but almost every apostle died. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In a crazy way. It was like, whoa. Yeah. People being beheaded and you like now wait a minute experiencing yep. all types of persecution these are the people that we follow yeah but can we go to the greatest jesus mm, we don't like to talk about this but like we believe in a risen savior who pushed through so much yeah. to see the promise fulfilled and to give us freedom yeah. we walk in his footsteps he was extremely gritty yeah i don't know and this is probably western christianity but somehow we bought into this idea that life Mm. and christianity is supposed to be just easy all the time and and just and but i would say that that's not the real version of christianity you sam you're so right you know that's a subset so anyway go ahead you go you go no but i I mean, it's two things I want to say about that. I, I want to go back to the apostle, even the apostle Paul in in this his letter to the the church in Corinth. He talks about being lashed thirty nine lashes three times. The reason why thirty nine is an incredible number is because at forty, that was the legal amount of lashes that you could take before you could potentially die. And for mm-hmm. three times, he was lashed thirty nine times. And and we talk about this, and we're going to keep talking about this on the show. The healing journey, the redemptive journey, it is not linear and it is painful. It is a painful journey. And I want someone to hear that today because we're talking about grit and we're like, you got it, you can do it. But the truth is, if you are going to endure through this healing journey, you're going to have to have some grit. You're going to have to have the expectation that it's going to be some hard days, some real dark days. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why I have you on the show, Sam, because 
you're I mean, when I thought about this episode and I thought about, man, how do how do we, you know, hold people's tender stories, but also like be honest about the fact that you got to have some grit so you can bounce yeah. back out here. I thought about you. You can bounce back. Well, and something that I think is really important to say here yeah. is um, many people get stuck in their darkness and lose their grit mm. because they put the blame in the wrong place. Uh Oh, don't come. And now. theologically, we have to put the blame on the enemy. Mm. The reason that because come on, let's just talk about why is God good? Because because where the tension comes is like, well, God is causing the cancer. Mm. God is causing the abuse that I face mm. God, or, or he let it. Happen. God is causing all of this stuff that I found the lack. And it's like, no, 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 no. The root cause mm. of all the darkness that we have faced in our life and that we face right now. And I don't have time to fully unpack it. And I probably couldn't unpack all of it because I don't know all the reasons. <laughs> but we know the greatest reason is it's the enemy. Sin. Yeah. The, 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 and we said it before. The scripture says the thief comes to steal, mm. kill and destroy. Yeah. And we know that he uses sin to do that. Yeah. But he and 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 he was the original one that invited mm. right Adam and into sin because he knew that it would unlock a yeah. level of darkness that we would not be able to put out for a long time. <laughs> Even and we have Jesus now, so it's easier, but it still ain't done. We still got to wait a little bit more. That's to call it the by and by, right? Mm. Like just waiting in this tension. That's but so I good. think we have to put the blame where the blame is. Because if we can put the blame where it's supposed to be, mm. it'll give us the strength and the determination to go, I'm not going to let the enemy win. I'm no. getting up. I'm not. I will not be a victim of this story. Ooh, I will not be a victim. I feel, I feel like I can run through a wall at this point. Sam, this is what, see, I knew. I knew that we needed to have you on today. You just encouraged somebody. Okay, here's what we're going to do before we transition out. I One of the other things that I love, you, you brought this up a little bit earlier. You talked about no losing your organization. What was great about that organization for so many young people, millennials, is that it was Jesus-centered, but it was very practical as well. You taught a lot of people how to win at life connected to God. I know there's probably a lot of practical tips, but if there was one for the person who's like, I am just losing at life. I want yeah. a greater story. I want my story to connect to God's story. I, I want that. What's one tip that you would give them? Yeah, I would say this. Um, can I give two? <laughs> I will let you have two. I will <laughs> double down on the second one though. So okay. it'll be the one. Okay. But the first thing is believing mm. um, that you can win mm. um, and that it can't because, it, it, again, how in my, my opinion, how we view God is how we view life and how we approach life. And I can tell you and this is a fact. I can tell you story after story after story of someone that was born into extreme mm. poverty. Again, I'm talking about extreme. I'm not talking about American poverty. I'm talking about living in a hut, having to walk miles and miles to get water. Like the odds were against them. They were born into a losing situation, mm. but believed that by connecting to Jesus that everything could change. And they and it did. Mm. It can happen. It's guaranteed. 
that there's a greater story. But I think the biggest thing beyond that, very practical, is you have to get a mentor. That is good. Out of everything that I have seen and every person I've walked with mm. that is pursuing a level of success or freedom from darkness or a way into, out of their situation into another, the number one thing beyond all the advice, I've given advice after advice after advice, lecture after lecture, book after book, TV show after TV show. They listen to every podcast in the world. What made the difference was that somebody showed up in their life that had been where they wanted to go. That's really, really good. It, and so that's what I would tell everybody. Get a mentor that's that good. has been. And you know what? On your journey to, to finding a mentor, some things will change on that journey. Yeah. Like, now wait, why did I end up? Why, why am I in? I know somebody, they moved from a small town in Tennessee to Atlanta just to sit under Andy Stanley. Don't even know Andy Stanley. Yep. Just to sit under him to be because they knew they needed that information. And that information would change their life. And it did. Mm. So a mentor, a mentor, a mentor. I love that. No, you're so right. And this doesn't replace your your therapist, your counselor, your best friends, but someone that has walked through what you're trying to walk through. And mm -hmm. that's so good, Sam. That is why well, when you said that, I was like, huh, we do have mentors out here and they do help us navigate through this crazy life. It is the number one thing that I have seen transform anyone's life. Okay. Number one. Boom. Get yourself a mentor, fam. All right. Two things. Two more things. Okay. I would love for you. I, I kind of imagine you now like a coach at halftime. That, that's what I that's how I feel that you are. And there's somebody listening right now who's like, man, I just lost in the first half. Like it is yeah. just man. Anxiety is taking me out. Depression is taking me out. All these things have taken me out. And I, I believe that person does need tender care, nurturing, but I also feel like they need the coach in the mm -hmm. halftime. If you could speak to that person now, what would you say? Wow. And when you describe halftime, uh -huh. is halftime the middle of the crisis? Middle of the crisis. We're in a valley. We're looking at the yeah. mountain. Is he yeah. going to move it? Am I going to get strength to do it? Help wow. me. I'll tell you what a, what a mentor told me last week as we have exited one season and into another one. Just don't give up. That's what he said. Just don't give up. You got more in you. There's more in you than you think. Mm. Just don't give up. But while you're not giving up, fight, and I'm back to mentorship, fight for someone um, to come into your life yeah. Um, that will show you the way out because there is in almost every situation, yeah. there is a way out or there is a way within to weather the storm. Ooh. And because and one of the things I want to speak to is and this is we don't talk much about this, but there are some things in life conditions that we can't change. But but people have still uh, have still won within the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about somebody that's got cancer. Um, I'm talking about somebody that's got a disease or is missing, like something that happened, a freak accident and mm -hmm. everything has changed. And it's like, well, but I can't change this condition. Wow. And I want to say to you, you can't change it, but you can win within it. Woo. 
but you got to find somebody who has won. There's so many people that I, that, that I know that like we've got book after book story, you know, of someone that has been born or has ended up in a situation that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. somehow they've leveraged their crazy situation to change the world. Come on. That's and they crazy. found happiness and peace. Yeah. And the reality is nobody is living in the life that they would that they had just dreamed about yeah. because of sin. Right. There's always something. We, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's suicidal thoughts, there's I got an addiction to something. There's it, it's it's here. We're always working with. What did Paul say? I, there are things I want to do that I don't do that I wish I could do, and I don't know why I'm doing. It. It's it's like what it like Paul? Even Paul is like, look, wrestled, I'm not perfect. Wrestled. I'm dealing with something. We all are, but we can win in the dysfunction. Mm, that's good. Thank you, Coach Sam. Can you pray us out? Oh, we oh, are we do we pray? Yes. Yes. I like it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, thank you so much. Um that because you died and rose again, we can steal color. Mm. We don't have to be a victim of um our circumstances or the darkness that we may face. Yeah. There is a greater story. If we surrender to you every day, if we faint not, mm. if we never lose hope, yes, if we arrange our life in a way to connect with individuals that have weathered the storm that we currently find ourselves in and they've won on the other side, if we can get with them, yeah, whether it's reading a book or watching a show, listening to a podcast, picking up the phone, mm. attending a conference, if we can align ourselves with individuals um, that have been where we're trying to go, that have seen victory where we haven't. Yeah, God. Rooted in your scripture yeah. and in your way and in the kingdom, we can see a victory. Yeah. And we can color again mm. because you desire for us to do that, yes, um, that we would spread your gospel around the world in a unique way. In the midst of our imperfection, let it be done now. I pray for this podcast that it would go everywhere. We're not even going to put a number on it. We're just going to say everywhere mm. and that it would reach every person, multicultural audiences, um, people in different income brackets, people that are on the top of the mountain and people that are at the bottom just starting the journey. Let them um, hear these words and be connected to this leader that is Tony Collier and to others. Um, we pray for the Jamie Ivy podcast network and every podcast associated that it would succeed yes. in a way like never before success, not for the purpose of being successful, mm. um, but for making a difference. We love you. And we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being on Sam. That was really, it was an honor. <laughs> that was really encouraging. Bye. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. 
And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there, at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced and edited by Angie Elkins. The music is by Sam Collier of A Greater Story. Artwork is done by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show notes are by Allie Young of Wild Young 3. And I am your host, Tony Collier. And I want to remind you that you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of it.